Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Monday, June 14th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And it is affectionately on this Monday morning, Coach, because you're hot. Another strong FanDuel hybrid last night. Got us some happy members. Are you ready to roll it back and do it again today? I am, man. I I, I would love to flex and be all, uh, you know, up in everything here. But I got to say, Andrew, really, I... You know, sometimes variance is with you. Sometimes it's against you. And yesterday just really was fantastic for us and our members because, you know, unfortunately we, well, I should, I'm not unfortunately, fortunately for us, uh, we faded Irving and the Joker, which were the two biggest, you know, moves on the entire board. And, you know, we really got, like I say, fortunate, unfortunate for them, though, because Irving hurt his ankle, and then the Joker uh, got tossed for pretty much punching Cam in the face, (laughs) (laughs) which all the Denver fans were very upset about. But, you know, it was was awesome. Uh, We had that opportunity for monster takedowns. We got close, but it was good caching for everybody. And, you know, we always talk about it on here when, you know, the other side of it happens, because you get a you know, sick to your stomach over some of the stuff that happens. But this time it happened in our favor and uh, we'll chalk it up for variance plus and, and love it and move on. So hopefully uh, we still have those uh, little leprechauns on our side as well. We'll take them. And it's a two game slate tonight. Interesting that it's game four in both of these series. The road team is ahead two to one, very yeah. similar totals and lines. We've got 225 and a half total in the first one, Philly favored by three. And then the second one, 223 and a half, so two points less. Clippers favored by four and a half at home. So, pretty much a wash, right? Pretty much a wash (laughs) there. So, start us off in game one here. What's your take on Philly Atlanta? Well, you know, the, the key news there's only two pieces of information regarding injured players, and they both happen to be massively important to this slate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That I mean, it's it shapes everything you do. So, you know, we anticipate, uh, at least I do, Andrew, that that Embiid's going to play and he's going to be fine. He's He's been listing questionable every game in this series, and he's been fantastic. So have, have you heard or seen anything to say that he's not just going to do his thing like normal? No, but I'm nervous for him. I mean, we know that he kind of tweaked it, aggravated it in the last game. I thought Doc overplayed him late. I would have pulled him sooner. And, you know, up 2-1 here, let's say he starts and is playing well and they're winning. I would think they would pull him a little sooner here. Uh, So I'm concerned about his minutes not being as high as we'd like for the price. And I'm also just concerned that he may tweak it again and have to come out in the middle of the game. Yeah. I mean, it, there's no question that that's like the biggest decision uh, that you'll, that we'll have today, because like you say, his, I mean, his the playing has just been on a, a really high level and he's not getting, you know, the, the payups that we've been paying for uh, Andrew, like, Durant and Mitchell and these guys, they're getting 40, 41, 43 minutes. Embiid does it in less. This last game, for example, he played under 34 minutes. He shot 50% from the field, 7 for 14. He hit a three. And by the way, he was 
12 for 16 from the foul line with nine rebounds and eight assists and three blocks. So, I mean, what a damn stud he is, you he know? Is, no doubt. So I'm, I'm with you, though. I mean, is is there the potential that, you know, that 34 minutes shrinks to 30? Uh, you know, that's a concern. When you have a – you're paying up and your star guy's playing 10, 12 minutes less than some of the other players, uh, that's a bunch. And that's a lot of DFS points left on the board. So it is the decision that has to be made because if you see him playing lesser minutes – uh, you know, if you're concerned about the injury, then he is a possible fade. But for me, Andrew, you know, I'm an MB truther. I mean, I'm pretty much with them all along the way. And I really think, you know, they realize how important this game is. It's on the road. They want to go home up 3-1. If it's 2-2, it's anybody's game. So I, I think he plays. I think he plays 35 minutes maybe. And, you know, I just don't want to be without him on a slate where I think he's the best player of of the four teams that are playing. So that's my first big piece of uh, info. And, you know, the, the other good thing, though, is a lot of people in the industry uh, may feel exactly the way you put it about him, because those are all very valid points. And I'm hoping that shrinks his ownership just a little enough to you know, make it a little bit better of a, a play. So I'm going to start with Embiid on that side of the ball. Um, you know, we know Danny Green got hurt in that last game. What What is the latest you have on Danny? He's out for <clears throat> excuse me. multiple weeks with that calf strain. So yeah, uh, we're going so to have probably the rest of the playoffs, right? Very likely. I think if yeah. they made it to the finals, perhaps he'd be a candidate to return. But for now, we should eliminate him from our thoughts and and talk about the adjustments that we're going to see with the rotation and the minutes. Well, that brings the guy in play that is probably going to grab a decent amount of ownership. He had a good game uh, last time for Con Korkmaz, took nine shots, hit three threes. The only problem with Korkmaz is he's probably going to be over-owned because he's plot, flopping in Danny Green's spot. And he doesn't do much ancillary statistical wise. He right. does not play much D doesn't rebound. He's going to shoot the ball and he's going to score some, but if he's not hitting his shots or doesn't get as many, it could be a really painful roster spot. So uh, I'm going to watch the ownership on him. If he is getting overowned, I'll fade him. If, you know, if it's reasonable, then I think, you know, he could play 30 minutes and put up some decent shots, and maybe the ball bounces his way to get a few rebounds or a steal or something of that nature. So he's the second guy I wanted to talk about because I think he slots in the most in those Danny Green minutes. Tobias Harris has been fantastic throughout the playoffs. It's just that he's expensive, and it's hard to, to roster Embiid and Harris and then try to build out competitively. So as of right now, as much as I love Tobias Harris – uh, he's probably on the outside looking in and, unless I make some other uh, roster adjustments. Uh, Curry's been solid. I know you're a big Curry guy. I like him as well. 32 minutes. You know, Danny Green's a three-point shooter as well, so they lose that, even though Korkmaz Cork will get the majority of those minutes, and he is a three-point shooter. But maybe some of those Green minutes also go 
uh, to Thibel, who isn't going to take a ton of shots. He's more of a de- defensive player. Uh, and so I'm thinking Curry gets a little bump, slight bump with green off the floor. Statistically on basketballreference.com, it does show that, that uh, his usage increases uh, when green's not out there. I mean, it's one less spot up guy. Now, again, you know, if Cork Moss is taking that role, it's going to be fairly similar, but I still think Curry's worth a good look. Um, after that, uh, you know, the bench has been very tough to figure out. You know, you're getting Shake Milton now. He had a hot game. That's, you know, a lot of people are going to look at him. But it's it, way too risky for me in cash and single entries. I'm not interested in that combination of bench of Milton, Hill, Howard, Maxey, uh, even Thibel. I, I really don't feel confident enough with those guys. So it's all about, on the Philly side for me, Andrew, it's all about Embiid. Harris, if something crazy changes, and then the potential for Corkmaz, uh, maybe, especially in a GPP, though, and and then Seth Curry is on the table. Okay. I have some overlap there. Some differences, the key being Embiid. Yeah. I mean, my primary build right now, I'm, I'm planning to fade him. I, just, I mean, he's been awesome. Uh, he's a stud, like you said. I'm just nervous for him in this game. Sure. Um and so I'm leaning towards if I'm going to spend up a little bit there, it would be Tobias Harris. Um, you know, he, he is he is expensive. Uh, I don't love that. Um, so I'm going to keep playing with that. I don't think Tobias is a must play at that price. Um, and then Korkmaz, I agree. You know, the, the ancillary stats are, we can't really anticipate those. Um <laughs> I actually like Thibel a little bit better than Korkmaz today just because of the okay. price and the position. Yeah. You know, Korkmaz is a shooting guard on FanDuel. And right. we've got Seth Curry. We've got um, Donovan Mitchell, Paul George, Ingles. I like all those guys better than Korkmaz given right. their prices. You know, 4700 for him is a little steep. Right. I agree. I, I mean, if he was 3700 it's a completely different conversation. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. Thibel is 38, so he's 900 less, and he's a small forward, right. uh, and he's you know more attractive on Fanduel where you get the stocks, and we know that he can pile those up. Like you said, he's not as involved offensively, so his floor is not great, but I do think he'll get a good bump in minutes. I think he could even start. I th- you know, it's possible. Doc, Doc plays around with it. We've seen him go both ways in this these types of situations. Could be Korkmaz, could be Thibel. I could see them starting Thibel to defend against Bogdanovich. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. It is the first game, 7.30 Eastern, by the way. So we'll have the news on the starting lineup. And then, uh, like you said, Curry, he's playable, but he's he is more expensive here. Um, I also don't want to get involved in Shake Milton or Hill. Howard, you know, he hasn't been getting good minutes. But if MB does have a setback, he should get more like 18 to 20. Uh, you know, he's been more like 12 to 14, so you can't count on that. But uh, he's been decent per minute, uh, so there's there's a way you could go there. Um, probably won't get to Mr. Simmons here uh, at his price tag. I, I don't even think I mentioned Ben yep. Simmons. How, how bad is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I mean, let's yeah. yeah, let's go to the Atlanta side here. Uh, we know that DeAndre Hunter officially out for the playoffs, so Solomon Hill's been starting but getting very few minutes. Snell got up to 12. 
But those guys really haven't done anything. The shots have continued to go to the rest of the group. And Capella finally had a decent game. You, you could look there. Uh, Collins may be the guy that I roster the most for Atlanta. Again, as that last man in uh, right. on DraftKings. His price is fair. Yeah, I his think. price is fair. He got 23-7 and seven last game. Um, uh, power forward or center eligible on DraftKings, which is nice. Right. Trey Young and Bogdan. Man, you know I love Bogdan. Um, <laughs> but both of those guys, just a little bit limited here with this tough Philly defense. You know, th- that's the one thing they can count on is uh, they have guys waiting in the wings like Thibel to come in and be strong alongside Ben Simmons. So really tough matchup for that Atlanta backcourt. Uh, Trey Young, pretty expensive. So that's not really where I'm looking here on this slate. I like the guards better in, in game two. With the Atlanta bench, man, Herter had a real dud last time, didn't he? Oh, man. One that was a six. gut punch. Yep. Unbelievable. Yep. And he's in that and crowded. Nothing. Yeah, nothing else. Nothing to... else. Yeah. yeah. Just not his Crazy. day. And no. he's in that crowded shooting guard spot on FanDuel. So yeah. I don't like him as much here. Lou Williams is a, a cheap option. He got a little bit more involved in the last game. Only 13 minutes, though. Uh, so not my favorite option. Your man Gallinari. Uh, 30 minutes, which is nice. He's been steady. He's steady, decent price. You know, I'd like him a lot more. Like on DraftKings, 4,600. We've seen him around 6,000 right. a lot this season. So he's playable. Um, but you know, overall here, I, I just don't want to spend a ton in game one. I mean, I'm going to have exposure here with probably three or four guys, but more of the mid-tier and value guys because I'd rather spend up in game two. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, Philly's defense is really stout. There's no question about it. Um, You know, Atlanta, they have to feel like, you know, this is almost an elimination game for them because if they're down 3-1 to this potent team and have to go back to Philly, they they know they're in big trouble. So, you know, I, I think they lay all the chips on the table in this one pretty much. And it does give me some interest in some of the Atlanta guys. Um, Danny Green, although not a huge piece of the Philadelphia offense, he still is a huge piece of their defense. Now, we know, you know, when they put Green on Trey, he got smoked. But he's, you know, in now that he's a little older, Danny Green is not a great on-the-ball perimeter defender, but he's a great team defender. If, if you watch film with him, you talk about help side, doubling, showing and going. He knows all the tricks of the trade. And that's a big piece to lose. Now, if Corkmaz gets a, a bunch of those minutes of Danny Green's, that's a, a major step back in defense, especially on the perimeter for Philly. So I think, you know, if Thibel gets more minutes, then it's a different story. Thibel's a terrific defender. But if it is Corkmaz and, you know, some other guys on the bench that they rotate, I think you know, that opens it up a little bit for Trey and for uh, Bogey because, you know, this uh, it's a home game. They need they have to win this one. Uh, the Phillies lost a perimeter defender. So for the first time, and I haven't gone that direction, I really am thinking about Trey Young. I think this could be the first time I pull the, the trigger on him for that particular reason. You know, I am afraid of Simmons' defense without question. So if I can't make the salary work, I, I'll definitely go with Bogey 
as the second the second guy in. Um, again, somebody's going to get that Corkmaz defense for at least half the game, and I think that's where they can really take advantage of that. And when Simmons is off the floor, the rotation to whoever's guarding Young uh, isn't going to be great either. So there's potential with both of them. I'm not going to roster both of them, but I'm going to try and build one to get Trey in there. If I can't, uh, I feel just as good going with Bogey. I mean, they combined again last game, even with that tough D, for 30 shots. They got up 11 threes, uh, and they combined for 47 points. So they're getting it done and carrying this team for the most part. And I, I would, I think I want some exposure there uh, for the first time in these, these playoffs. Um, Solomon Hill, not even going to mention. I don't think Kevin Herter is a throwaway. I think everybody that, like me that got burned on him last time, a lot of people are going to just say, screw that, I'm done with that. But he's still an important piece. You know, we know that when DeAndre Hunter went down, that opened a good 25, 28 minutes a game for Herter. And it has, at his price, and it probably super low ownership because the last dud he threw out there, I think he's playable because he's he can sneak up and get you some rebounds, a block, a steal. He's, he's an all-around player, and he's not – I don't think he's going to go one for six from the field. And five of those were threes. So if he pops a couple threes – does some of the ancillary stuff, uh, he's in play for me. Um, I can't say anything negative about Gallo. He was my value guy in the last two times, got more minutes and more fantasy points than I expected. Uh, he's hitting the glass. He doesn't miss from the line. So I, I like the Hawks today, Andrew. I know it's maybe a bit contrarian, but you know I'm going to get one of those two stud guards in there wouldn't mind having Herter and Gallo as as two of my good value plays. Uh, Capella, I just don't trust at that price. He's phenomenal, but uh, he just isn't shooting the ball enough. He gets played off the floor sometimes. And Collins, you know, nice game the last time. But again, I think I've said this exact phrase a couple different podcasts in a row. I just don't trust the guy as far as I can throw him because you don't know what you're going to get in any stretch. Sometimes he looks like he shouldn't be on the floor. Sometimes he looks like an all-star. It's bizarre. So uh, definite exposure here, two, three deep, I think. And, uh, you know, hopefully the Hawks can step up and make this a really good game. Yeah, they need to, no doubt about it. So they should should give their best shot. All right, Coach, uh, in between games here, let's yeah. invite folks in to join us where we give our best shot every night with our lineups. Uh, DFSCoachTalk.com is where you can sign up and grab one of our memberships try the three-day pass if you'd like or get the playoff package for 111 it's actually two months from when you sign up here today so you'll continue into the summer get all of our sports with that package baseball basketball golf football course around the corner Uh, dfscoachtalk.com any questions reach out reach out to us on twitter at dfscoachtalk and then we'll get you into our discord and give out the lineups about 20 minutes before lock if you're watching on YouTube, we'd love to have you subscribe to the channel. That means a lot, and thumbs up wherever else you're uh, listening. We would certainly appreciate that. Definitely. And on audio, by the way, we, we have our drawing coming up for a free week membership. All you have to do, regardless of where you're watching us, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, where everywhere podcasts can be heard, 
Take a second, quick five stars, two, three word review. That's all we need. And then uh, our man, Joe Stanton is going to be pulling uh, randomly someone that wins that free week membership. So uh, really appreciate that on uh, there and on YouTube. It helps us move up the algorithm and get the word out there a lot more. So really appreciate that. Excellent. All right, Coach. Game two, Utah yep. against the Clippers, 10 o'clock Eastern. What are mm-hmm. your thoughts on this one? What are my thoughts on this one? Well, you know, it's the Conley Is Conley going to play? Yes, that's the problem is, you know, is Conley going to play or not? That really makes so much of a difference in this game. It's not even funny because it affects the defensive side a lot because of, you know, his experience and prowess at, at the point. And then offensively, I mean, we've we've continued to go to the well with uh, Ingles and Clarkson. I think they were part of that big 45K takedown that you had because we've yep. been following that whole scenario, right? Where Conley sits, we're going to we're going to, you know, go at both of those guys or at least one of them. And uh, you know, I think the same scenario here is we just need to see number 1 if he's playing, if he is, which they're usually once they do play him, I don't know if you've noticed this, when they do play him, he's usually really ready and gets like 25 30 minutes right out of the shoot. Yeah. So, yeah, I so I mean that's if he plays, he's playable. The other two guys that I mentioned aren't, in my opinion. If he doesn't play, vice versa. So we're back in that conundrum again of, you know, we just need to wait and see. Um, I would assume we have the news before the, the first game lock, but it's possible we don't. Uh, if you want to put a, a build in with him or with Clarkson or Ingles, just make sure that you have, you know, a, a rotation figured out so that you could sub out if he does uh, sit or not, depending on your lineup, because you don't want to get caught short at a position. Um, Certainly use them in the utility spot on DraftKings and uh, Yahoo, just in case you you have more flexibility there. And then on FanDuel, like I say, have a plan, because uh, we we just may not know that uh, when the first game locks, but hopefully we do. Uh, other than that, I mean, I don't know what you can say about Donovan Mitchell that hasn't already been said. I mean, he's got to be super highly considered here. Um, uh, you know, again, I'm going to have a little more exposure that first game than I normally do. So, you know, as much as I love Mitchell and I want him in there for sure, not 100% positive he's going to make it. But uh, if there's a Utah player that I want, it's him. Uh, after that, you know, there's there's a lot of hit and miss with, with several of the guys. Bogdanovich hasn't been on. Um, you know, uh, there's guys that come off the bench that get some minutes. I mean, it's, you know, it's somewhat of a crapshoot to some extent. But, you know, let's look at it this way. Clippers are at home. They were down 2-0 to Dallas, won the next two. They, they really want this game. They looked much better in this last game. I think... The initial first two games, there was still a little bit of a hangover from the intensity of the seven-game series with the Mavs, and I think they just needed to get their heads back into the you know attention at hand to what was going on with the Jazz, and you know so I think that I think the Clippers are going to come to play, and you know I'm not going to load up on Jazz, but you know I think Mitchell just as a one-off is the guy. Um, you know, and price-wise, just a matter of you can fit them in salary-wise. Um, why don't you take it from there and, and hit on the Clippers, and then I'll jump back in. Okay, yeah. 
I mean, Mitchell has been amazing in the series. Definitely playable, uh, high on my list. He is expensive, but I think you can make it work. Um, you know, pretty impressive also that he had such a bad first quarter where they were doubling him, getting the ball out of his hands, didn't yeah. score for the nope, first time zero. ever in the playoffs yeah. for a yeah. full quarter. But then he comes back and still finishes so strong. It's crazy. Um, so uh, he just he's on a mission. You know, he, he does have the ankle issue uh, that kept him out of the end of the game. So that has uh, that's got yeah. me thinking a little bit similar to Embiid. He was uh, ready to come back in, though. Yeah, he was. He was, yeah. he was juiced up. He was right. mad he couldn't get back in there. Right. Yeah. Um, so so he's he's number one for sure. Uh, Conley, if he sits again, which I kind of think he will, that's just my gut. You know, they okay. announced him out pretty early, like you said, in the last game. It was in the late morning, I think. And yeah. we're recording this late morning, and I we still don't have that news, but... I wouldn't be surprised with them up 2-1 that they save him for game five at home, you know, if if they need him. But if he's ready to go, then sure, they'll use him. Um, Ingles, uh, I, I like a lot here if Conley sits again. Clarkson, I like on FanDuel more where he's a point guard. Right. Um, on DraftKings at 6,100, I don't like him as much. And he has, here's an interesting number, I thought, in this series, Coach, we know he's been shooting the lights out. He's 16 for 32 on three-pointers in this series. Oh, my God. 50%. And it does feel like every time it leaves his hands, it's pure. But yeah. he is, you know, 35% on the season. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he finally has a bit of a down shooting game. And he is pretty scoring dependent. We know that Ingles is more involved with, with the assists. Um, so And rebounds, yeah. And on DraftKings, Ingles is 1100 cheaper than Clarkson. So yeah. over there, I prefer Ingles, both playable for me on DraftKings. I'm with you on Bogdanovich here. Uh, I just don't like his involvement and the lack of ancillary stats. Royce right. O'Neal, playable. Uh, good glue guy here. Good minutes. Gets a little good bit of everything. Price. If he yeah. hits his threes, then you're really happy. Um don't know if I'll get to go bear here. Uh, he's playable, but uh, you know, pretty expensive. Solid cash game option. I don't think he has great upside at those prices. Always GPPs, single but, double shots. You know, I yeah. mean, it's so hard to spend that kind of money for a guy that's going to get five, six shots. It's just, it's crazy. Yep. Yeah. But he, uh, I mean, he still can smash. We saw twenty rebounds earlier in this series, so he's still can. scary. Yep. Yeah. All right, on the Clippers side. Yep. Uh, how about these numbers? Um, Scott Van Pelt mentioned these on SportsCenter. I caught it in passing. Did you yeah. know Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in this series, they both scored 78 points. They both hmm. have 23 rebounds, and they both have 13 assists. Get out of here. Can you believe that? No. After three games. <laughs> and That's nuts. Uh, Paul George has played 119 minutes. Kawhi's played 113 minutes. They have the exact same stats in those three categories. I just can't I mean, believe that. And it's like almost all the stats of the team, for God's sake. Right, sakes. right. And <laughs> crazy. Ka Kawhi is much more expensive on both sites. The only difference here is that Kawhi has those stocks uh, that are yeah. pretty reliable. So that's the that's the difference maker. But uh, I, I like them both. And sure. on this slate, 
I, I like the combo. Uh, I like that Paul George, you know, he got over 30 actual points. He had that big three, and he's out there hugging um, Marcus Morris. And you can see the the, the relief that he is exactly. is trending towards success here in the playoffs because we know he struggled so much. Yeah. Uh, you know, with that lack of uh, stocks and ancillary stats, he's a little tougher for me on FanDuel at 9,200. Uh, so he's not locked in there, but I, I do like him. Uh, as I said, I like the combo. It feels pretty strong to have both of them in their near 40 minutes most nights. Yeah. Uh, Batum is uh, an important factor on this slate after the, getting that start at center, playing 35 minutes, playing very well. Uh, he's, a, he's a small forward on FanDuel, and he's 5,700. So that one... Um, I'm not thrilled about, but I do like 4,500 on DraftKings where you can move him around. Um, Marcus Morris is a is a decent price, but was down on minutes in, yeah. in Game Three. Uh, so yeah, I, they went smaller and and used either Canard uh, or even Terrence Mann a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they sometimes. got a, they got a bump. Um, yeah. So I would rather go with Batum on DraftKings. Uh, Reggie Jackson shot it really well, but will he go five for six on threes again? That's the question there. And with the bench, uh, Pat Beverly, 16 minutes, Rondo, DNPCD. So Beverly is a a punt option here for me. Definitely won't play Rondo. And although Kennard and Mann got got the bump in minutes, uh, they're not my favorite options today. I'm planning to fade those guys. Now, good analysis, man. I, I'll tell you, I'm I'm pretty fed up with the the bench. I mean, I, I think your stats really play exactly into what I wanted to comment today. Is I other than Kawhi and Paul George, I have zero point zero confidence in the rest of this group. I mean, I mean, it's just how can you have confidence in them? Morris's minutes are down. He's not playing that well. Batum did get the start. But, you know, he's still a role guy. I think he may have got some ceiling stuff in this last game with seven rebounds, the 36 minutes. I mean, he would be the value guy to go to, in my opinion, just like you're looking at. But still not full trust there. And then, you know, Reggie, you know, he got up eight shots. But you're seeing more Patrick Beverly, more Terrence Mann. That all scares me because split minutes and all of that stuff. Zubots is going to get small run. Canard, you know, gets a decent little chunk of time. So basically all of that says to me is I really don't want anybody from this team that I completely trust uh, other than Kawhi or Paul George. Now, with my build that I've mentioned so far, unfortunately, I doubt I'm going to be able to afford both. Uh, but one of them I definitely want uh, to have. I need to look at position scarcity a little bit here too, and where they're going to fill in, fill in, especially on FanDuel. You know, other than that, with DraftKings and Yahoo, you can move them around. But I actually, just because of the price difference, uh, favor for the first time in this series, Paul George a little bit over Kawhi. I just think I saw the same exact thing you did. He seemed like he got just a huge monkey off his back. Uh, you know, you could tell he was pressing. He he was horrible last year in the playoffs. He, you know, the the chant uh, in the crowd is overrated. 
when he would get to the foul line, all that starts playing on you when you've been an all-star, you know, most of your career. But, and, and you could see it. He was a little tight on his shots. And this last game, and he got 24 shots up, shot 50% from the floor, 60% from three, and just looked like the Paul George, you know, that we know, he, that making contested shots, flying around the floor. He's a great distributor. So I'm, I'm high on him. I think this is his game to shine. And, you know, they go back to uh, Utah for the next one, so he'll get a little bit of that harassment and everything else again. So I think, think he wants to show out here, tie this series at 2-2, and, and be a leader along with Kawhi. So definitely high on those two guys leaning towards George at this moment, but not a lot of trust. Maybe Batum is the value guy if I have to squeeze it in. Uh, salary is tough today. There's no question about it. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I think that is key that Paul George will be at home again here in game four, not dealing with those chants in Utah. So yeah. uh, speaking of home, uh, come make your home with us. Join the family at DFSCoachDoc.com. Uh, that's the website where you can sign up and we'll get you into our Discord, give out these lineups tonight. We'll have two hybrid lineups on FanDuel, a GPP lineup. These are full lineups that you can plug in and play. We'll have a Yahoo lineup for you to play. And then the DraftKings core for a cash game and a core for GPP. Did I cover it, Coach? I think you hit them all, man. We are ready to go. We are definitely uh, hot. We want to keep that going. And and hopefully the wonderful variance gods continue to be in our favor and we just keep it going. We'll take it. So appreciate you all uh, joining here today. Hope that helped with your builds. And we'll be back again tomorrow, of course. So on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.